Allen starts it out, maybe a three-on-one. Right side, Allen comes in with Colasar, got to do it, he scores! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Harvinson looking for more, shooting, kick save! Grossois flexes out with the right pass. Now it's behind the goal, another try, another save, Grossois! Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, rolling right along inside the Underground Lounge at the Oil Hotel and Casino. You're going to want to get down here. you got an hour left. you got an hour left. We are giving away Megadeth tickets for next week. It's going to be awesome. You're going to want to go to the show because metal's fun. It's fun. Let's have fun. Everybody, get down here. Come on down. Put your name in the hopper for Megadeth tickets. If you win the tickets, you will also qualify for our end-of-season jersey giveaway. So you don't want to miss out on that. Believe me, it's pretty awesome all the way around. Also, while you're down here at the Underground Lounge, Vegas Golden Knights drink specials. Awesome stuff. you got $3, Bacardi, New Amsterdam, Jim Beam, five Bud Buckets for 10 that's two dollars a bud like you can't beat that really you can't and uh with you if you're looking at where you want to be like tomorrow before the golden knights take on the chicago blackhawks at t-mobile arena right here inside the oil that's where you want to be you want to get ready for the game you want to take advantage of the drink specials and you want to take a short walk across the street to T-Mobile Arena. You want to have fun at the game. You want to come back here. Free parking. Everything is taken care of for you down at the oil. You want to get down here. You want to have fun. And you want to bring the energy to T-Mobile Arena. When And, and I'm going to say it right now. Like, the last three home games for the Vegas Golden Knights, the energy in the building has been phenomenal. It has been like year one level energy. It has been really really dialed in from the fans like i've i've loved the atmosphere inside t-mobile arena over the last three home games and and i see no reason to have that drop off because i think what you're what you're starting to see chapman is is a a fan base that is embracing the every game matters mentality every shift Every period, every goal means just a little bit more when you are trying to chase down a playoff spot. Yeah, and, and the fans obviously are well aware of what's at stake here. So uh, the last couple games, they like you said, they've just been really, really into it. I thought last night they, they, they were a little rejuvenated, I think. You know, they, they understand, look, this team, they need us to push them because whenever you talk to the players, they always talk about how they have the we have here in Vegas the best fans in the NHL. And, and I don't know if that I, – I don't think that's that's a myth. Like, I don't think the players just say that. I think the players mean that when they say it because they know how loud the Fortress can get when the team is playing well, but they know how loud and, and, and how much of a jump they get from the fans as well. And I, I think it was uh, Stevenson who said, you know, that the fan base, when, when they cheered to Donoff, it kind of gave the whole team a, a bit of a boost. And so I, I think there's, there's something to that. And – I think the building has to be loud, and I, I really believe that the players feed off of that. I mean, you heard Logan Thompson talking about it the other day when they were chanting his name behind net, how, how he could hear it, and, and it makes him happy, and it excites him. So I, I, I think there's a lot to it. The fans are going to play a big role in this down the stretch. 
All right, Chapman, we're going to get into our game ratings brought to you by Nova Home Loans, the best combination of service rates and fees. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. All right, so I'm going to give you two assignments here, Chapman. We're going to rate the game last night first, but then I want you to give a hot pepper rating on the fans the last three home games so go for it okay well well i'll start with the game last night and i i don't i don't know how i go anywhere more than a carolina reaper i mean look if i could give it more if i could give it a higher rating on the scoville scale find another pepper i i I don't think there's anything hotter than a carolina reaper it's got to be something i i i I, if there is i i don't know what it is but just keep talking buddy i'll find it (laughs) okay so I mean, ideally, it, that's how you want to play every game at home, and that's how you want to play every game down the stretch. It's a lot to ask, but everything went well last night, uh, you know, as far as the, 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 the product, as far as the, the process and what you were trying to accomplish. You got great goaltending from uh, Logan Thompson. Nashville came in, and, and they were aggressive, and they hit. And they they try to get under your skin. They're very chippy. And the Golden Knights kind of fed off of that. Yeah. I, I thought Matthias Janmark, especially. Yeah. I, I mean, let's be honest. Swedes tend to be a little more, less of, of fighters, right? Like, you don't you don't know a lot of Swedes who, who drop the gloves and, and throw down, right? Like, like Ty Domi is definitely not Swedish. So, um, Matthias Janmark, he was, he was looking for it. And I thought he was going to go with Matthias Ekholm. For a bit, that didn't happen. He ends that, up going with former Golden Knight. That, that would not be a good time for Matthias. No, well, <laughs> and I'll let you figure out which one. I'm yeah, talking which about which there. one are we talking about? Because e- the way Yanmark Ekholm is an absolute monster. The way Yanmark was throwing the haymakers. By the way, he he. I don't know what the ref was trying to do uh-huh. before the fight, but he almost clotheslined Yanmark. And Nick Cousins, former Golden Knight, he he was on the the the, the wrong end of a couple of big blows, but yeah, I. I I loved Matthias Yamark's game last night. Like I thought he really excelled in that type of atmosphere. And Pete DeBoer talked about, look, he 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 did it last year for us when he came in. He did it in the playoffs, got us those 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 three big goals in the game seven against Minnesota. But you look at the power play. The power play was was jiving all night. Like it it was that's how you want the Golden Knight power play to look every single night. Jack Eichel, I I, I tweeted out that he looks like a quarterback. The way he's operating the power play, and I, and I wanted to ask him, you know, you got a little Tom Brady in you. I know you're a Massachusetts guy. You got a little Tom Brady in you know the way you were quarterback in that power play, and you 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 heard some of the players saying, look, he just knows where to where to put the puck on your stick, and it gets there. Uh, the 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 the. Hold on, can, wait, wait. Can we pause on that for a minute? Yes. Um, when are you going to ask him this question? I, you know, I thought about it last night, but now I need him to have another big night on the power play. Otherwise, yeah, it will happen. I, I'm like, sure it will. Plenty of opportunities. It may happen tomorrow. Over his Golden Knights career, to, <laughs> to bring up this question: When are when are you going to ask Jack Eichel if he is a little bit of Tom Brady? The way he quarterbacks, the way he 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 sets up the the. Yeah. Pa- I mean, it's it's kind of fun to watch because he's out there directing traffic. No, 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 no. Stop! Stop justifying it. Okay, I, I'm I'm with you. I just want to know when you're going to ask the question. I'll tell you what. If, if he has a, a, another two point game tomorrow night on the power play, I will I will ask him tomorrow night. So so he has to produce on the power play. Yes. Like, yes. 
Like if they go 0 for 5, but he's making plays, you're not no, going to ask No, because, no, because he's going to say, well, we were 0 for 5. Well, that's good. I'm, like, I'm, I'm glad that you're going to, to use discretion here. No, listen, I, I am genuinely, con, con, I'm genuinely curious, like legitimately curious to see what Jack Eichel would say in that situation when you're bringing up Tom Brady to a guy from Boston. Oh, I'm sure he's going to probably love it. I don't think so. No, you don't think so? I don't think there's a lot of people that, that were Patriots fans that are, like, super stoked that Tom Brady's not a Patriot anymore. Yeah, but he won five Super Bowls with, with yeah, the, yeah, yeah, but where that, was it, six, the six past, Super Bowls? Chapman. Yeah, but, in the past, listen, this, that, that was a franchise that was completely no, irrelevant no, no, before no, no, Tom listen, Brady. Listen, it, it, it's great when you're there. <laughs> it means nothing when you're gone. It means nothing when you're gone. All it does is remind you of what you used to have, Chapman. I, I don't know if there is a significant population of people from Boston who dislike Tom Brady. I think there's a significant population from Boston that are really upset Tom Brady is not. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to bring up Jacoby Brissett or or uh, Mac Jones or Steve Grogan or Tony Eason to the guy. He's, I don't. I don't know what any of those names yeah. mean, Chapman. <laughs> They're all former Patriot quarterbacks. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. I know Tom Brady. He transcends football, Chapman, and you're going to bring up to somebody that you that, that is likely a Patriots fan that the guy that transcends football is, hey, coincidentally, no longer a part of your franchise. Well, listen, I come on, I I I, I, I don't in, think like I don't I, I don't think that question's going to go over well. I I I you know I guess we'll find out. Oh yes, I love it. <laughs> the steadfast desire that you have to ask a question, even if it may fail, is one of the greatest things that you have as a journalist, Chapman. I envy you in so many ways. I cannot wait for you to ask this. Listen, question. I, I I've been I've been dunked on before. You gotta give me before. a heads up so I know when it's coming on the post game show. Okay, I'm telling you, I, you I've, have to. I've been dunked on before. I'm I'm not afraid to be dunked on. So I love it. If if he if he flips if he flips and he's like. How dare you bring up that guy to me? I, I think that's Gosh. great. That'd oh, be I great. So. I'm hoping. Because, because for the next five years, he's going to hate my guts. No, no, no. <laughs> for the next five years, he's going to be like, hey, Tom Brady, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. I cannot wait. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Chapman, he is one of a kind. All right, so you're going Carolina Reaper. Yes. Okay, and you're going Carolina Reaper, I, I assume, for the fans. Oh, well. my God. They were, they, they were fantastic. They've yep. been fantastic. And... I, I think, like I said, the team feeds off of that, and they, they're going to need to be fantastic down the stretch. All right, so last night's game was, was interesting because there were a number of different avenues where things could have got, gotten off track for the Vegas Golden Knights. Obviously, uh, the first one was the injury to Brett Howden, and, and we'll have uh, an update here, some sound from Pete DeBoer in just a moment on, on that update on Brett Howden. But uh, Brett Howden collides with Philip Forsberg in the neutral zone, scary play, Howden is taken off the ice in a stretcher. Three and a half minutes left. The Golden Knights up two to nothing. And they played a tidy three and a half minutes to close out that period. They had the choice. They stayed on the ice. They were with Brett Howden. I thought that was incredibly poignant for what that team was, was looking to do the rest of the night. It's very easy in those situations to have that moment kind of get to you. It's, it's human nature. You, you go into every game with that player by your side it's scary. It's hard to get to get something like that out of your head once it's happened within a game. Then 
the Golden Knights go up three to nothing, and then you take a, a, a ridiculous penalty in the offensive zone, and it leads to a goal. I felt like that next play, getting the next goal after Nashville had some life in in the in them, uh, was massive for the Golden Knights. It's these momentum points within the game where they were able to kind of steady the ship and do what they needed to do. Uh, if you could dip a Carolina Reaper in Sriracha, that's what last night's game was. It was hotter, as hot as you can get. The Golden Knights played a very dialed-in, buttoned-up game, but they found their scoring touch. They rallied around one another. They rallied around Evgeny Dodonov. They fed off of a red-hot crowd last night at T-Mobile Arena. This is what the Golden Knights can do on any given night, and I think the biggest thing right now is you hope that more nights are like last night than they were in Minnesota and Winnipeg. Because even if they played decent in Minnesota and even if they carried the play in Winnipeg, the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights did exactly what they had to do, needed to do, wanted to do last night against a very good National Predators team. And if they can do that... They're going to win some hockey games. They're going to make it really interesting down the stretch. Yeah, it, it's funny. It actually, the way to describe last night's game is it, it, it reminds me of when I was in Thailand and I got green curry and I asked the guy to make it mild and he laughed at me <laughs> and he says, no mild, only Thai style. Yeah. And my kid is laughing at me as I'm sweating profusely and there's flames shooting out of my ears as I proceed to eat this Thai green curry. That really happened? Yes. Yeah. Well, obviously no flames, but uh, yeah, I I thought I was going to die. It was so spicy. So Tom Brady, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. That's the game rating from Nova Home Loans. Best combination of service, rates, and fees. It's always fun to do a game rating. Do you want to? Do you want to pretend to do Darren's? Well, I think Darren would take the 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 bell pepper, the jalapeno, the habanero, the ghost pepper, and the Carolina Reaper, and add them all up and somehow incorporate them into a whole new rating. So it's I, the entire spectrum of pepper? Yes, I, I, I think that's the avenue he would go. It transcends hot pepper? Absolutely. All right, good stuff. So, Chapman, we, we kind of brought it up, obviously. You, you mentioned it at the beginning of the show when you were talking about onions and layers. Uh, last night's game, while you take away all the good that the Golden Knights did playing hockey, there, there is that, that scary moment with Brett Howden, who, as we mentioned, collided with Philip Forsberg in the neutral zone, went headfirst into the boards, stretchered off the ice. Earlier today, after practice, Pete DeBoer provided an update on Brett Howden. Yeah, scary, scary, uh, scary situation. And, um, you know, thankfully about as good a result as you can ask for out of something like that. But uh, he's pretty banged up today. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes without saying. Uh, you, you were glued, right? We were, we were glued to, to listening to Dan Dubin, Gary Lawless call. If you were watching the game, I'm sure you were glued to, to any update that you got from Dave Gosher or, or Shane Knighty just to, just to see what was going on with Brett Howden. He was uh, obviously looked after last night, released from the hospital last night, doing better, sore. That's to be expected. Don't expect that Brett Howden is going to be in the lineup for the Golden Knights anytime soon, and that's fine. You get better. That's all that really matters. But by all accounts, and, and we've you know, we talked about it, I also want to kind of highlight Roman Yossi, captain of the National Predators, and uh, John Hines, head coach. Like 
those two guys started their media availability, their media sessions with, with support for Brett Howden and, and hoping the best for him. That was a classy, classy touch uh, from those guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, you look at it, scary. It, it really was one of those moments where um, within the building, you, you, you get a sense really quickly of how, how, just how grave a situation it was. And, you know, for, for the Golden Knights, they were able to, to work through it. They were able to put together a really strong final 43 minutes. And that, I think, is always kind of the concern when you see a teammate go down and have to be stretched off the ice. How do you respond? I think this team responded incredibly well. Yeah, and Pete DeBoer mentioned it last night in, in his availability after the game that the referees came over and asked them if they wanted to, to go back to the locker room and, and come back. And Pete was pretty emphatic when he said, the guys on the bench, they wanted to be there with Brett Howden. They all want, yeah. went over to him and made sure that he was okay, and they wanted to talk to him, and they wanted to be there with him. And I think that says a lot about the camaraderie on this roster. I mean, you and me have talked about it for since year one, right? When you're a fan and you watch on television, you don't get a sense of, of the, the, the fact that these guys aren't robots. They're human beings, and yeah. they have lives away from hockey, and they have families, and... You know, Brett Howden is a guy who every time he comes into media availability, he has a smile on his face, he's funny, he's, he's cool. So when something like that happens, immediately my thought is, oh, my God, I'm, I'm thinking about his, his mom and I'm thinking about his, his girlfriend or wife. I'm not sure if he's married or if he's got a girlfriend. But, you know, I'm thinking of that. I'm not thinking of hockey. Like, to me, hockey is the last thing. And and. It, it upset me, you know, like you don't want to see that. You, you, you get scared and, and you, you think about the worst because what you're witnessing is is something that seems like it could be the worst case scenario. Unfortunately, it's not. And, and um, you know, Chandler Stevenson said today that, that he feels like, you know, Brett feels like he's been in a really bad car accident. Um, he's very sore. Uh, but fortunately, as Pete mentioned last night, he, he, he was – you know, he, he was moving around and, and he's okay in, in that regard and no spinal injury. So obviously that's the most important thing. But when it happens, it, it's terrifying. I think it's terrifying for everybody who's who's there. The players on the ice, because it's always in the back of your mind. It's terrifying for the fans. It's terrifying for us. It's it's an unfortunate thing. And, and it, it was kind of a freak accident. And I'm just glad that, that it sounds like Brett Howden is going to be okay. Yeah, that's obviously... The, the most important thing to come out of last night outside of, uh, of a hockey result was, were the updates that we got throughout the night on Brett Howden and, and the, the update and the prognosis for him and his recovery. Now, you mentioned camaraderie, Chapman. Um, you're, you're really, really playing into the onion and, and the, the, the layers and all that stuff. Uh, but camaraderie is, is felt in a lot of different ways, and I think it was on full display for the Golden Knights in, 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 a, couple, in a couple of different facets. First one for me was Evgeny Dodonov, right? We all know how wild of a week it was for Evgeny Dodonov being traded at the trade deadline to the Anaheim Ducks, then having that trade reversed, becoming a, a member of the Golden Knights once again, playing in his first game back for Vegas last night against the, the Nashville Predators. And, you know, Chandler Stevenson, uh, he did speak about that reception that Dodonov got from the crowd at T-Mobile and what it did for the team. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, like uh, Pete said, it's if there's anybody that can do it, it's him. You know, he he wouldn't have even known that 
that was a circumstance um, if he didn't know what was going on. So, um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's daddy. He's, uh, <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's funny. He's, uh, he just keeps it loose. He's, he has fun. He's always the same. Uh, every day he's at the rink, you know, there's never a bad day or every day just seems good and happy for him. So I think that uh, he's the one guy that, you know, is going to be the best in that situation and and it showed last night. When I think of Evgeny Dodonov, I just think of a guy that wants to go out there and play with his teammates, right? Like I, I look at a guy that just wants to be a member of this team and I, I never bought into, I never understood, I never really thought critically or seriously that you would get anything less than 100% from Evgeny Dodonov. He had a fantastic game against the Nashville Predators. He was on fire for the Vegas Golden Knights, and I didn't see that as a big shock. I thought he was always going to have a strong game for Vegas last night. Yeah, and he said a couple things last night in, in his media availability because he did speak to the team or to the, to the media after the game. And one of the things he said was he kind of felt like he had something to prove. Yeah. Um, he wasn't mad. He, he did mention that. But he said he did feel like he kind of had something to prove. And I think he went out last night and did that. The other thing he said was even when he came here with Florida, he really liked playing in Vegas. He, he said he loves it here. And, and listen, I mean, there's a lot. You, you hear that a lot from a lot of players who, who come from other organizations or players who, who maybe leave this organization, they will all tell you how much they enjoy and how much they love playing in Las Vegas. And Dodonov is no different. And look, I don't blame him. I, we, we talked about it the day after. I wouldn't, if, if, if I have that no trade clause, I'm sticking to it as well. And, and he has his reasons and he's right. And I'm just glad that, that, you know, the story for now has a happy ending. All right. And then uh, another level of camaraderie is Logan Thompson, right? Like, we're talking about a, a goaltender right now that is blossoming in front of our eyes. We are seeing another level out of Logan Thompson at this level. He's so quick. He's on his marks when he needs to be. His footwork is fantastic. Uh, he is making reads. He is making saves. And when there seems to be something that goes a little bit of awry, whether it be a tip, whether it be a scramble in front, he is really battling for the puck. I think that you're seeing a team in the Golden Knights rally around their goaltender and Chandler Stevenson also talked about uh, Logan Thompson's fire and where it comes from yeah I think uh, you know for Tomer it's you know he's done it uh, in every league and you know usually when you have guys like that um, you know they have that fire they uh, have kind of always had their doubters and things like that and um, he's he's been awesome I mean uh, it would be nice to, you know, steal some games for him uh, on the road, and uh, he's, you know, played more than good enough to to win his games. We just uh, weren't scoring goals, and um, I think that's where last night it was kind of one of those feel-good games, uh, you know, to get a win for him. I mean, he still had 30-plus saves, so he still played awesome um, last night, and. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, you can just see his confidence growing. And um, I think just with playing more, he's just getting that experience and that swagger. That reads to me like a team that has full confidence in their goaltender. Third string or not, they trust in Logan Thompson. Yeah, I, I, I think they do. And, and you could tell that, that they're happy for his success. Um, obviously, he's a guy who, who 
two years ago, we didn't even know who he was. We never would have known Logan Thompson. But it's a case of, of Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee. They will leave no stone unturned in order to find the best players available to help this hockey team win games. And Logan Thompson is, is a guy who, you know, it, it, it's going to sound corny, but he's a misfit. Like Logan Thompson, his career up to this point, he's been a guy who, who, like Ben Goetz mentioned, you don't get a lot of guys who come from Canadian college and make the NHL, especially at that position. He, he, he found his way to the AHL last year where he was the best goalie in the entire AHL. And here he is just doing everything he did last year for, for Henderson. So uh, he, he, he kind of fits the mold of, of a misfit. And the team, as you mentioned, is, is rallying around that. And, and I think the, the, the guys kind of sense, hey, look, this guy's going to go out and he's going to battle every single night because he's trying to prove people wrong. And that's not to say that Laurent Brossois or Robin Leonard aren't doing that either. But Logan Thompson had a much different trajectory to the NHL. So I think he's always going to feel like he's got something to prove and he's going to play with that chip on his shoulder. And I think you kind of like that. Hey, Chapman, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you like noon start times? I don't mind noon start times. I mean, it actually works out great for me because my kid has a concert tomorrow night. So uh, the noon start time works for me. How do you rank start times? Well, like what's I, your what's your all time favorite start time? I kind of like the four o'clock starts, um, but I, I for whatever reason I hate the seven thirty start. Like that thirty minutes makes such a big difference to me. Yes, uh, it does. Uh, noon, noon is good. Noon is up there. I, I I like it. I get up. I don't drink coffee either, but I'll have some donuts. I'll, of I'll, course you will. Yeah, maybe. Wait, hold on. Where where's your where's your donut stop of choice? Like you made Ben Goats ask answer this about coffee. I got to know where your donut stop of choice is. There is a place on okay. Spring Mountain called Ronald's Donuts. Oh yes, I know it well. I I will stop there tomorrow and probably pick up a Boston cream on my yeah. way to the game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Unfortunately, Donut House burned down. Uh, but that that was my go-to. But that's on the wrong side of the strip, so it's it's going to be uh, Ronald's Donuts for me on Spring Mountain across the street from uh, Joyful House. That that's where I'll be I'll be stopping there tomorrow and getting uh, a Boston cream. Do you get receipts for your donuts? No. Why not? I I, I don't know. I I've never thought about. It. I just kind of crumble it up and throw it in the trash on my way out the door. Well, so you do get a receipt for a donut. Oh yeah yeah yeah. There's no need for a receipt for a donut. No, because I'm not returning it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You give me, you give me the donut. That's all we got to do. There's no, there's no bringing paper into this. It's you don't need a receipt for a donut, Chapman. Yeah, because because once I take a bite out of it and that cream kind of starts to to fall out of the donut, there there's zero chance it's going back. All right, we've got one timers coming up next. It's the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Here we go. One-timers brought to you by Paul Powell. More lawyers, less fee. You know, Chapman, the trade deadline was on Monday. Yes. And we have not talked about the trade deadline at all. We didn't have a show Monday or Tuesday. We have spent the majority of our time talking about a trade that didn't actually even go through. <laughs> um, so I, I pose the question to you. You've had plenty of time to come up with your answer. 
which team improved most at the trade deadline? Well, it's funny because as I look at the notes, I know that this team is going to come up a little bit later in the segment, but I'm, I'm going to look at the whole. No. And I, I'm, no. I'm going to say the Calgary Flames. Oh, okay. Geez, there was another team that we were going to get to about the trade deadline. Oh, I was like, there's uh, no way no, you're going no, this, no, this direction. No, because I, I think you and I are going to be on the same side in, in we, that one as well. We should be. Uh, but I, I, I look back. I mean, look, I, I understand they, they acquired Tyler Toffoli yep. a, a, a little bit ago, like about a month ago. It counts. It, it does count. I like the addition of Yarn Croak. And I think Trevor Lewis, despite the fact that he's like as old as me, I think it's a sneaky good addition because he's a guy who's won with Daryl Suter. And look, it's a, it's a team that is on a mission, right? Johnny Goudreau, this is the last year of his contract. He's refusing to talk about whether or not he's going to sign an extension. And, and he's not going to allow that to become a distraction. This is a team that's on a mission. And I think they've gone out and they've added some pretty solid pieces. Look, when you can add a guy who, who's capable of playing on your first line, like Tyler Toffoli, and you move Matthew Kachuk down to the second line, that's quality. And I, I think they're a team, and, and they're proving it because they're running away with the division right now. And I, I think they've asserted themselves as one of the favorites to, to represent the Western Conference in the Stanley Cup final. And I, I just like what, they're, what they've done. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, you remember when I was, I was talking about the, uh, the, the best path or the most intriguing path for the Vegas Golden Knights would be to finish as a wild card team and take on the Colorado Avalanche in the first round because all the pressure would be on Colorado and it would be really fun to watch that kind of unfold because the Colorado Avalanche against the Vegas Golden Knights will sit there and repeatedly bang their head against the wall trying to get through the neutral zone with Vegas. Remember what I, I talked about all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think the team that improved the most at the trade deadline was the Colorado Avalanche, and I think they improved <laughs> in the way that you have to improve in order to win in the playoffs, and that is you bring in players that don't do exactly what your other players do. Like like Joe Sackick went out there, he brought in Andrew Cogliano. We're talking about a, a veteran that's been around the block. He knows how to, how to play in the playoffs. Uh, you're looking at Arturi Lekkanen, who was, as much as we talk about Phil Deneau, against Vegas last year in what would have effectively been the conference finals. Um, Arturi Lekkanen was great. Like, you're talking about a player that isn't going to be afraid to, draw, to, to dump the puck in, that, that isn't going to try to outskill you in the neutral zone. Like, you add a little bit of grit. You add a guy with scoring touch. I'm telling you, he's got more than what he leads on uh, with or what his numbers would tell you in Montreal. And then you get beefy and gritty and angry Josh Manson on the blue line. Like, I look at that. I look at the additions that the Colorado Avalanche made. I look at the fact that they were bringing in players that that aren't Nathan McKinnon, that aren't Miko Rantanen, that aren't the guys that are just going to try to outskill you in every situation at all times. And I say, okay. Maybe you can talk me into Colorado changing things when they need to change things when they've got to find a win in the playoffs. Well, what what I like about the players that they've added, Nico Sturm and, and Cogliano and Josh Manson, those guys are quality penalty killers as well. Yeah. So it's something that maybe we don't think about like, oh, this guy's not going to go out and score a lot of goals. He's a third-line center. But when you add those guys who are capable of killing penalties – that goes a long way in, in the playoffs. And, yeah, I, I think the, the argument could be made that they have done 
the job that that they needed to do to go out and and win. Um, whether whether it happens or not, I I, I don't know, but. I, I like the guys they added, and, and the funny thing is that the trade they made with Minnesota, right? You, you you acquire Nico Sturm, but you send Tyler Jost out. I I kind of like. I think that's a win for minute for, for for Colorado because I I like the fact that Nico Sturm is is, is a quality guy. You could just plug him in, and he's gonna do. He's kind of a quiet guy, right? Like you don't really talk about him as being a star, but he's one of those guys that that kind of helps you. There's, that is unheralded. It, it's it's more it's more size, it's more grit, it's more sandpaper, and that's what we all are, are going to kind of be in agreement here. That's what the Colorado Avalanche have been missing in the playoffs. So I, I look at it, I say Colorado, that team improved most over the course of this trade deadline. Now uh, you talked about Calgary. We are going to get there. Sean Monahan expected to be a healthy scratch tonight for the Calgary Flames. What are your thoughts? Well, it's surprising because he's a guy who, who over the course of his career has been a really solid player. But the last two seasons for him, probably forgettable. Uh, you know, he dropped to 10 goals last year. He's only got eight right now. He's minus 16. But where it's surprising to me is Sean Monaghan wears an A. You don't see guys who wear A's on their jersey getting healthy scratched yeah. very often. And so it's, it's a bit surprising, but it kind of goes to what I said. Calgary has has added pieces that are going to help them attempt to win the Stanley Cup. And if you're not up to par and you're not getting the job done, I, I don't think they're going to hesitate to sit you. They're on a mission. They are. I mean, this is this is a Calgary Flames team that I think views at least the Pacific Division uh, as potentially wide open. If the Golden Knights don't don't make the playoffs. Like the, the path for the Calgary Flames uh, becomes easier. Monahan's an interesting one because. He's got all the tools, right? He's got the skill. He's got the size. You know that there's a player in there that can really do some damage. And I personally thought that under Daryl Sutter, he was going to take it to another level. And, and it just hasn't materialized for whatever reason. And, you know, you, you got to do something to get the player's attention. And this is what Daryl Sutter's trying to do. Yeah, well, and that's a guy who, who knows what what needs to be done. So Yeah, you're not going to argue with him too much. Yeah, huh? yeah. He, he's, he's kind of a badass. Um, so, <laughs> so, so for Sean Monahan, yeah, maybe this is the type of thing that, that kind of lights a fire under him, but I mean, he's got one year remaining on his contract. I, I wonder if he's a guy who gets moved out in the off season. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, Patrick Line, Jack Roslevic playing their first games back in Winnipeg. Um... That's it. That's all you got. Well, I got a couple. Well, I got. Well, I got. I'm here, aren't I? That's the one I should You're have just, gone to. Yeah, I, I, I don't that, know why you didn't. That's the go-to right there. Yeah. You know, you can interject your own feelings and thoughts, not just Patrick <laughs> Line drops on this one. Well, I, I I had it on, and I'm watching the uh, yeah. TSN feed, and yeah. I thought it was really cool because he was talking pregame, and they were showing. All the different outfits that Patrick Laine has has kind of shown up in over the years with the oh. Tron sunglasses and what a beauty! Oh, he he is such a unique guy. Like I would love, I know he's kind of quiet and he's not really like talkative much with the media, but he's just a fascinating guy. And man, he's so good. Like when it I comes just, to, to I power play, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I think Patrick Laine is great with the media. Well, I think it depends what what your. Uh, definition is right he's kind of snarky no no no. he's honest yes well he can be I, snarky too i 
I don't care if you're snarky. Just be honest. Yeah, and and but if you're going to be that guy, you have to produce the way Patrick Line has. Like, well, I, like if you're if you're a fourth line nobody and you're snarky with the media, you, you're probably not good with the media. But Line Line is is his he backs it up. I mean, he's one of the most talented goal scorers in the league. I love him. Oh and my God, I, I he's so the, fun to watch. The change of scenery has done Patrick Line good. It has done Pierre Luc Dubois good. So, you know top to bottom for me like I, I think it's pretty awesome I, I hope Patrick Laine has himself a game um, and sometimes you just need that as a hockey player you just need to get out of a market that isn't working for you speaking of getting out of a market that isn't working for you Marc-Andre Fleury to the Minnesota Wild um, <laughs> what what do you make of that goaltending tandem down the stretch because you know it on face value, like, okay, you go out there, you get the best goalie that's available. You should be better. However, Cam Talbot was an all-star this year, and now you've kind of muddied the track on who your starting goalie is. Yeah, I I don't like it because I I don't really feel like that was an area of need for, for the Wild. Like, I felt like they could have improved in, in other places. And, and in fairness, Cam Talbot won. Uh, his game against the Golden Knights when they when that trade went through, and he also won five of his uh, previous five starts. So yeah, he's, he's uh, on a six-game win streak. And as you like, mentioned, he, he was an all-star. Yeah. So it's not like he, he's having a down year. I think Cam Talbot's been fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't understand it from the perspective of what are you trying to accomplish? All right, let me ask you this question. Game one of the playoffs. I'm so glad we get to do this for another fan base. Yes, yes. Like, I'm so glad that we don't have to do this for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, granted, there's a lot of injuries. I get all that. So we, we don't necessarily know if the Golden Knights get into the playoffs who's going to be available. But I'm so glad that I get to ask this for the Minnesota Wild and their fans. Game one <laughs> of the playoffs, who's in the crease for the Minnesota Wild? Uh, well, you've got 15 games to figure it out. No, 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 no. Chapman, that's the wrong answer. No, I know it's the wrong answer. Well, who's starting uh, in goal for Minnesota? Ah. Uh, uh, Chapman. It's got to be Cam Talbot. No, no, no it's going to be it's going to be Mark Andre Fleury. You don't give up a potential conditional first round pick to not play Mark Andre Fleury. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. So, so the question is, does Cam Talbot's agent tweet out a picture of Dean Evason soared through his back? Because I, 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 I kind of feel like you're you're ruffling feathers today. Hey, you know what? I mean, let's be honest. We, it's not like we haven't seen that before. But it, it, it's it's an interesting move because I. I, I like I said, I don't really think they needed to do it. No, they didn't. They didn't need to do it. Um, it, it was. I think it, it was a case of we want to make a splash. Yeah. And we feel like we have to do something, but I, I don't. See, now, I, I think they could have gone out and done what, what Colorado did, and I don't think people would have been too upset. Well, I mean, they, they bring in Nick Delorier. That helps. He's a penalty killer. They, they do bring He's in. He's a monster, too. Yeah, like, they, you know, they, they did kind of pick out some areas of concern and areas of need and they address those for sure but i just think they created an issue at a position where you didn't need to yeah it's it's a strange strange decision for me and and i i don't think it makes them any better that's a bold bold take well well because i think camp talbot was wasn't an issue and you can only play one of them at a time I know. So, uh, so glad. I know. I'm so glad. I know. It's it's one. And of we those... have another one of these situations to look at and and discuss, and it has 
no bearing on the Golden Knights and their fan base whatsoever. Well, the thing is, I mean, he was the best goalie available, but that doesn't mean you have to go out and trade for him. Who's starting in goal, Chapman? Answer the question. It's going to be Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, it's going to be Marc-Andre Fleury. We know that. And then, and then they're going to be dealing with Cam Talbot, who has another year remaining on his contract, who's not going to be happy. And then what do you do if you have a bad game? Yeah, like, how exactly. How long the leash? How quickly do you go back and forth? Can you go back and forth? It's too many questions I when certainly, you didn't need to introduce that. I certainly don't envy Dean Evason. Oh, it'll be great. I can't wait. It's going to be it's going to be fantastic keeping an eye on the Minnesota Wild in the playoffs. Those are your one-timers brought to you by Paul Powell. More, Paul Powell, more lawyers, less fee for Friday, March 25th. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. All right, so I saw something kind of cool on the news. I'm going to get away from sports today, but uh, my son is going to be attending Las Vegas Academy nice. next next year for high school. He is a musician. And I saw on the news this morning that Keith Urban, yes, that Keith Urban. I know who Keith Urban is. He went to Las Vegas Academy yesterday, and he kind of hung out with a bunch of kids at the school, and he actually jammed with a couple kids uh, on campus. So I, I, I nice. found that to be really cool. And uh, my son, unfortunately, does not know who Keith Urban is, but, uh, you know, I, I found it really cool. And it's like, hey, you know, there's some some pretty famous people that have come out of Las Vegas Academy. I know Neo went to Las Vegas Academy, so that's kind of cool. So I'm kind of stoked. And my kid, I'm glad the noon start tomorrow because he's got a concert tomorrow night at the Las Vegas Academy. So uh, I'm excited for that. I, I, I've i missed a few because of, of work um, yep. commitments, but I'll be free tomorrow night and uh, get to go watch my kid perform. I love music. Um, so last night when Ben Harper for the Nashville Predators got a penalty, I tweeted out the uh, <laughs> I, I tweeted out a Ben Harper song uh, in in hoping the Golden Knights would burn one down and score another power play goal. They did, but not many people got the reference. I was I, going for. I I saw the Ben Harper tweet, and, and yes. the funny thing is, when when I uh, tweeted out the same thing, I spelled his name the way this Ben Harper spells his, but I tweeted out a picture <laughs> of Ben Harper. So big Ben Harper guys, you and me. Yeah, him and Jack Johnson. All right. Vegas, Chicago, tomorrow, noon. We'll be on the air for the pregame show. Catch you later.